0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, with me, your host, Jackson Stone, and I thank you uh, for joining me um, again on another episode. If you're a regular listener, I appreciate you very much. If you're a new listener, hopefully you enjoy this episode enough where you wanna check out other episodes with guests um, or more of the the hotline episodes, or you wanna share this with a friend because you found it insightful. Um so hopefully you stick through. Um this episode could be 30 minutes. It could be an hour um depending on uh what kind of calls we get in because this is officially um the eighth edition of everybody's hotline. Uh, I'm unfamiliar with that. It is where I have a number open that I have posted on social media um for people to call in um It's open for one hour for people to call in and have conversation to get something off their chest, to vent. Um, It can be anonymous, you don't have to say who you are or you can say who you are. Um, It doesn't have to be a serious conversation, it definitely can be. You can ask for questions, you can ask advice, you can ask me anything about myself. Um, It's really just an open forum um, for discussion, for connection, um, because I feel like my purpose in life is is to create connection um first connection within ourselves because that is the most important and then with that connection to who we are our body our mind our soul we can then easily connect with different and diverse communities um, throughout our lifetime um, in those experiences that we have um, so yeah this is the hotline um, in the previous seven editions uh we we've we've generally i say we but me uh, I've generally only gotten one, maybe two callers, sometimes zero, um, and so I know that good things uh, take time, so there needs to be patience on my part, um, and so I'm, these, these are kind of coming my, becoming my favorite episodes because I really don't know um, who might call in, what kind of conversations I might have, and that's really exciting for me, um, and so who knows. Um, if no one calls in, I have about 30 minutes of content that I want to get through. Um, if people do call in, it could go an hour, it could go 45, it could go longer. If, if, if I'm having a really amazing conversation, I'm never going to cut someone off. Um, I want to create those deep relationships with people that call in, um, and people that care about their show or just kind of a, our first time listeners or whatever the case may be. And so I record it now, it's March, March 10th. Um, and it's posted about three, three to four weeks from now, depending on other episodes that I have and, and guests that I have on, but I like to post three to four weeks out, um, and that's kind of my schedule um, for posting uh, an episode every single Tuesday. Um, so welcome, welcome. <clears throat> so the way we start this podcast, I, uh, when I have a guest, I ask them this question. Um, when I don't have a guest, uh, or when I'm by myself doing a hotline or a solo episode, um, I generally ask it to the people that are listening right now. Um, and I, I tend to, to answer it um, myself. Um, and so the question is important the question is one that we answer, uh, with fine very often. <clears throat> um, but I think if we encourage more of that open and honest conversation, um, then we encourage deeper connection. When we encourage deeper connection, we have stronger relationships and stronger bonds and those stronger bonds, um, create more, uh, perseverance and resilience in our life. Cause we can lean on someone when need to, or they can lean on us when they need to, and we can kind of pull each other up from, from dark spots and dark moments. Um, And kind of share an amazing experience together because no one really does anything great alone We need people we need a support system um, But all that work, you know starts within. So how am I doing? How am I doing? Um, for the most part I'm doing very good Um, Yeah um, There was a a few conversations and moments that I had in the last couple weeks um, that were difficult but I'm trying to navigate, um, trying to put out the stuff that I believe in and find value in and purpose in, um, and knowing that it's it's not going to please everyone. Not everyone's going to like it or agree with it, and that's okay. They can have whatever opinion they want on the stuff that I put out. They can have whatever opinion they want on, um, on what they think my motives are behind posting but I know that I have to be true to what I want to say and how I want to say it, and um, that that was an important kind of step for me to take. Um, because you hear all the time, um, you know, if you don't have haters, you're not doing it right, and uh, and so I don't know if that's completely true. I don't know whatever the case may be about it. But I know that there's literally no possible way to um, to please everyone and to make everyone happy, no matter what kind of content you put out or no matter what kind of things that you care about or have dedicated your life to, um, for anyone out there who's, who's kind of trying to reach a goal or uh, put out a message or do anything of that sort. <clears throat> so that was, had a few conversations with some folks, you know, last week about navigating that and and trying to just not be uh, weighed down by opinions of, of others because you know, everyone's really just trying to figure it out. We're all just trying to figure it out. We're all just winging it. We don't have anything figured out. I don't have anything figured out. We're all just, I mean, I'm definitely flying by the seat of my pants I'm following my heart. I'm following my passion. Um, and, and, and so far it's led me to some really amazing things in my life, but you know, at the core of it, I'm not a professional. Um, when it comes to the kind of the stuff that I talk about, I just feel like it has resonated with me and it's helped me in my in my journey. And so, you know, I, as I like to say, I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> um, you know, famous words uh, spoken by the Timothy Thatcher. Um, but, uh, you know, but I feel like, you know, if you care about something, then that whole having the beginner's mind about it, you know, and starting from, from the ground and then just kind of building your way up step by step by step, you know, trying to get 1% better at, at everything every day, at at one thing every day, not everything, you know, 1% better at one thing every day. Um, those little steps add up. And so, yeah, so everyone's just trying to figure it out. No one's got it handled. We've all got issues and problems and insecurities and deep secrets and traumas and, 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 and it all kind of sometimes unfolds in our life. That's where we have to do this this kind of work to to be able to pre- present our best selves in like hard situations. And, and that's what this really is all about. And so um, how am I doing for the most part? Very good. You know, um, I, uh, I've really gotten into, uh, into bike riding outside, um, to start my morning. If you follow me on Instagram, which you can at, at Jackson stone, um, I've posted some, some of the scenic views, um, here where I ride my bike. There's a nice trail, um, here in Plano, Texas where I ride and it's become <clears throat> one of my, one of my most favorite parts of my day. Um, I don't know why. I think it's because my roommate was, was riding his bike a lot and he has a cool bike. And then my bike was just kind of been sitting at my house since I moved here. And so I decided to just, uh, start riding and it's been really cool because sometimes I get bored. You know, I'm a big, big, super big into fitness. Like it's one of the main reasons that my life is where it is. One of the reason I played uh, baseball at such a high level It's one of the reasons why I've, I've done so well in professional wrestling is cause I've been in the weight room since, uh, you know, on a consistent manner, um, since my sophomore year of high school and it's completely transformed my body and my confidence. Um, you know, and sometimes I'm doing two a days, you know, working out seven to seven times a week. Um, and I love the weight room. And so I, uh, at this, at the start of the year, I added, um, uh, yoga to that. I was always super into like mobility stuff, like the ready state and, uh, mobility wad, like those are two really good spots you can check out if you're looking for like specific athletic mobility, You're trying to get more mobile and recover faster. Um, because recovery is just as important as hard work, right? If you're not recovering, if you're not eating right, sleeping right, thinking well, moving well, then you're not going to be able to uh, perform your best at whatever areas of your life that you're trying to, um, you know, go after. And so I, so I added yoga and then once I kind of got consistent with yoga, I'm at yoga like maybe four to six days a week. I'm very good at doing that. I like it. It feels good. Um, then I decided to add some cycling in there um, and that's been amazing. So those are kind of my three modalities for, for getting my exercise and getting my fitness in. Um, definitely a weight room guy. I love it. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm kind of a meathead in the terms of that and kind of lifting weights and and really enjoying that pump and the adrenaline rush and the endorphins um cycling is amazing because i'm outside in nature kind of breathing fresh air being able to listen to some post malone while i ride is, is awesome and then adding that yoga part right where it incorporates a lot of that meditation that gratitude um you know enjoying your body reveling in how amazing our bodies really are and how they're able to do the things they can do on a regular basis is like pretty fucking incredible um and so learning all that and, and just being a a beginner at it, right? And I'm <clears throat> at first when I started cycling, you know, I'm in pretty good shape, right? I'm pro athlete and a wrestler and then all these things and I've been working out for a long time. And and when I got on my bike for the first time in a while, like 20 minutes was just, you know, and I can do the elliptical at the gym for however long or the Stairmaster and just getting on the bike outside for 20 minutes was just made me beat. <clears throat> and so now I'm like, you know, a 35, 40 minute ride you know, soon I'll get up to higher than that and do an hour and 10 rides, you know, see if I can get more mileage, more speed per hour. So it's been a cool, like learning journey. I was even looking at like some cycling gear, maybe getting a new bike. Um, and so that's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about that. So that's been cool for me and my health and my mental health, my physical health. You know because our bodies and our minds are are connected they're always connected they've always been connected sometimes we like to think of it as two separate parts but really um they're all one and the same um and so you know especially if if you're dealing with some kind of anxiety or or you're worrying about something or something with your mental health usually it kind of starts somewhere in your body and it's, it's sending you some signals whether it's thoughts whether it's your back is hurting whether you're starting to break out on your face. Like, these are just indications of something that needs to be looked further into, um, whether on our body or in our mind, because they're all interconnected and everything's always telling us something. Um, So that's why the first step in kind of um, fixing anything uh, is awareness. Awareness is always that first step. And still on the T-grind. That's for you, Ryan Remington. Still love my coffee. Speaking of coffee, um, I just uh, um, became aware of this coffee company called Zeus Coffee Company, and I recently had a conversation with a couple of their owners, and they are a, um, a coffee company online online business, Zeus Coffee, um, but they, they, they make their stuff in Dallas, and a portion of their proceeds um, get donated directly to mental health services, charities, organizations, and stuff like that. And so hopefully in the coming weeks or months, we can kind of create a partnership between You Are Loved and Zeus and, you know, kind of my two favorite things, coffee and mental health kind of all joined in one. So I'm really excited about that. You know, it's just like, you know, things continue to kind of um, fall into place, I guess, when you're when you're kind of putting out the right energy and the right frequency. Um, <clears throat> so I recommend that for anyone who's who's kind of, feel like they're maybe in limbo or they're working without any recognition right now, like, it's coming, right? it's coming. You just gotta keep putting out that vibe, that energy, keep putting the work in, keep doing what you feel like is best for you, um, but also take an honest look at, at that work and see maybe where you can tweak some things and work smarter and work a little bit differently to kind of give yourself a better chance to succeed or, or, or be in the right eye or get that luck or get that opportunity or get that break. Um, but it's coming, I believe that, um, and uh, especially believe that for, for a lot of the guys that are in the Texas, uh, independent professional wrestling scene. Um, if you listen to my previous uh, one of my previous episodes with, with Dylan Dunbar and Kiefer Bartek, two guys who are, who are running two amazing shows here in Texas. And we had a whole podcast episode about specifically Texas independent professional wrestling and how amazing it is, how many guys and gals, and just wrestlers in general who are just out of here crushing it. And so, um, just keep going, keep grinding. Um, you know, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Yeah, so that's kind of how I'm doing a little update, a little update. Um, I, uh, my 13 year old team, uh, for the Dallas Tigers that I coach with, uh, David Bodson, who was on an episode here Jackson talks to everybody a little while ago, we we're coaching a team together and And that's been, um, pretty incredible. Um, been a learning experience for sure. And how to like say the right words and find the right tone, um, and the right language to be able to speak to a 13 year old boy and get it that, that thing to resonate and for him to feel it and believe it in himself. You know, you have to earn that attention from those kids. You have to earn that respect, um, from those kids. So that's been a pretty cool, uh, learning experience. So I'm kind of workshopping that. You know, it's a lot different speaking to a twenty-five-year-old about mental health than it is uh, a thirteen-year-old kid about how to enhance their mental skills so they can perform better as a baseball player. But really, teaching them stuff uh, in terms of baseball, but hopefully, they're, they it resonates with them in a long-term sense and they'll apply it to the rest of their life. Um, Some kind of workshop in that. So it's been awesome to 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 be involved in baseball again. You know. Um, yeah, because I think, I mean, I've said this before, I think, but, you know, I, I fell out of love with it, you know, after I stopped playing 2014 and and just kind of randomly hopped back into it. Um, it's been quite amazing. Baseball is a very beautiful, romantic sport. And uh, it, it shows you a lot about life and it shows you a lot about who you are as a person. And, uh, and I'm proud to be coaching these kids and, <clears throat> and mentoring them in that way. And, and, and so hopefully it leads to some great success for them. And you know, we're kind of tr- working on trying to get them to a varsity level as high schoolers. Um, so that's the goal in mind for for me and Coach Bodson at this point. But it's more about, you know, shaping them as, as young men and, you know, how to handle what's coming in high school and how to handle the differences of their body or uh, how to handle uh, attraction to to man or female whenever they get to that point or whenever they feel like they want to get to that point. So there's a lot going on in a, in a young person's uh, mind and body. And so it's cool to be able to, uh, to mentor and coach that and, and, uh, and see that growth and, and see how excited they get about things and, and how much they live and enjoy. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. So I'm, I'm happy to be back in baseball and, and doing that and we'll see how it goes, you know, Ooh. and if any of my boys right now are listening to this episode, cheers. See you practice. yeah so that's how I'm doing doing good Um, so just like every other hotline that I have I encourage you right now to pause this episode to um, pause this episode to if it's safe to do so if you're driving or whatever make sure it's safe to do so to um, ask a friend how they're doing text, phone call uh, Facebook message, Instagram DM just kind of check in on someone you know see how they're doing catch up with them, tell them you love them, you miss them, you know, Um, you're proud of them, whatever the case may be, whatever the dialogue you have with said person is, make sure it's safe to do so. You're in a safe environment to do so. You're part, or you're not driving, or you're not bike riding, you know, Um, but do that. And then once you do that, ask yourself the same question, you know, ask yourself for real, honestly, how am I doing? And then figure out what you need to do for yourself to get yourself to Uh, If you're on a scale of 1 to 10 and say you're a 4 at this moment, how do you get yourself to a 5? How do you get yourself to a 6? You know, if you're feeling like a 10 great keep doing what you're doing That's awesome. Share that vibe share that energy with others um, so we can all be at a 10 So do that right now Um, And then press play when you're when you're back and uh, and and we'll keep this 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 episode rolling (sighs) Okay That's all I really had uh, to touch on. Um, but another reoccurring theme um, in these episodes is um, I'm, I'm just looking through some articles um, that I found recently that are really good that I want to just that kind of echo what I talk about but they're coming from like doctors and uh, journalists and like real professionals. Um, and so this is stuff that I read and I'm going to kind of go through these articles with you and talk to you as I go through them. Um, and then it's kind of the same stuff that I talk about in my newsletter. Um, if you subscribe to jacksonstone.net, um, you get a newsletter every Friday, it's called random stuff Friday from Jackson stone. And it's just like thoughts that I'm pondering. Usually there's a couple questions in there. There's a quote or two. There's a brief little thing about like the, the big thought of the week for me. Um, and there's a video that I've watched that really resonated. And then just a few things like that. So if you go to Jacksonstone.net, you subscribe. Also when you subscribe, you get a one-time 25% discount off my store. Um, jacksonstone.net kind of just launched a few months ago and it's a really quite beautiful website. Um, And so yeah, go check that out if you if you want to receive that newsletter and also you get an email every Tuesday when a new episode drops So those those are the emails you get if you subscribe to the newsletter, you get an email Tuesday and Friday And you know you'll get alerts if if new merch drops But I haven't really focused on Jackson Stone merch in a bit because I have dropped a lot of your love stuff I've dropped a lot of for everybody stuff So there'll be some new Jackson Stone merch in April and so if you want to be the first to be aware of that do that. <clears throat> and then if you're looking for even deeper connection with me, um, you can text me on my number, um, well, which is available uh, on Instagram or Twitter if you want to look that number up. Um, or if you want even more than that, you can, uh, sign up for my Patreon, which is extensive, right? There's merch, there's uh, personalized videos, there's live streams, there's zoom hangouts. Um, and speaking of that, if you are a Patreon member, you get shouted out on everybody's hotline. So shout out to Michelle, Brian, and uh, Tommy for, for being part of my, my Patreon, you know. <clears throat> um, and my mom, she signed up, and and Solo has signed up. So I've, so far, I have five, pa- five patrons, um, which is pretty cool. You know, it's better than zero, better than four. So I'm excited about all those people who have signed up. And, uh, of course, a portion of all your proceeds... Or all your money that you use to pay for the patreon goes to some you are love initiatives um, which at this moment is specifically going to um, uh, paying the therapists that run my support groups um, some are for wrestlers some are not for wrestlers so we have that and then the other goes directly to people who can't afford their therapy their medication their treatment their counseling so that's where your donations go to so you get kind of all that when you sign up for, for Patreon. And if you're just looking to donate to you are loved, you go to you and there's a donation button. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of ways to connect with me. There's a lot of ways to conversate with me. Um, obviously a hotline happens every, um, every month. So that's another way to have communication with me. I now have a texting number, um, with direct communication to me. And also you get, uh, like positive vibes and mental health tips almost daily. Um, you know, there's the Patreon, there's a the newsletter, of course, there's, there's Twitter and Instagram DMs. And so there's just a lot of ways to connect with me. That's really the most important thing that I'm after. Um, I want to know each and every one of you that, that watches, that follows, that subscribes, that views, um, and, uh, I want you to get to know me better. That's really important to me. So there's that. Um, so now we'll go into the few articles, um, that I found very interesting, um, this week. <clears throat> So this one's from the New York Times. It's called, what to do if your child expresses dark thoughts. I think a lot of times we kind of, we tend to forget um, how much our uh, children kind of can struggle still with mental health, right? Especially over this last year with the pandemic and their schools getting shut down and not being able to hang out with their friends and being stuck at home and not being able to play their sports or golf. Do any of these, or see their friends like, for a young kid that's very 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 hard um and i think um we tend to forget that a young child can can definitely have you know suicidal ideations or dark thoughts um they can resort to self-harm all these things are possible for young children um and and we kind of tend to forget about that um and it can be a very scary moment um for a parent and uh you know but there's ways to You know, see it early. There's ways to have conversations with your child. There's ways to, um, help them heal and be on a path and a journey to healing and a fulfilled life still. Right. And so, but we have to take these things, these thoughts that our children might be expressing, or we might see something different or something off from them. We have to be aware of that. Um, and we have to take those things seriously. And I, and there's just a few nuggets in here that I just kind of want to say, um, about it. Um, so, let me just find it quick. So, it says in here that people tend to have two extreme reactions when children talk of self-harm. They either dismiss the threat, assuming the child doesn't know what they're saying, or they freak out. Experts say a better response lies somewhere in between. Right? So, um, So, it's important to... assume. Yeah. So you just, you have to take, you have to take what they say for real, right? You know? Um, And that's important. So. um, Yes. So that's it, right? So what the parents and the caregivers need to do is they need to be willing to learn alongside the child. They need to be the modeling behavior they like their child, their children to exhibit, right? So that's important. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, and so parents need to Accept their child's reality and seek help right and they can steer them toward a healthier place, right? So it's like <clears throat> Being there for your child right kind of noticing the signs um, say, taking what they say seriously Right accepting that child's reality and then going to seek help for them and then finding healthy coping strategies um, along the way, right and so That's important. Yeah, it says here, young children's brains are much more influenceable. Issues are easier to treat when we address them younger. Even when the children talk of suicide, isn't true their intent. It's something to take seriously. Even when children's talk of suicide isn't their true intent, it is something to take seriously. Okay? That goes with anyone's suicidal ideation, right? Just because they have suicidal thoughts or they're thinking that they don't want to live anymore. It doesn't mean that's their true intent. Okay, but it does need to be taken seriously, right? It still deserves compassion, love, <clears throat> care, kindness, right? It's not attention-seeking, you know. It is something that they're truly feeling and needs to be taken and addressed seriously, right? And there's healthier ways to to combat those things as a parent or as a friend, as a caregiver, as anyone. And so, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done on the mental health field, but I think it's becoming more <clears throat> widespread, more talked about. And so it's easier to go and seek help. There's no shame in that. It's actually very courageous to go and seek help. Um, and when you're a young child, that's kind of the parent's job to, to figure that out and be there for them and, uh, and model that behavior of being open and honest and resilient, um, and handling things as they come and, and knowing that we can adapt and overcome and survive basically anything. <clears throat> and so, I mean, I don't have a child, so I don't know, but I am working with young kids now. And so that's an important thing for me to hear, learn, listen, understand, um, <clears throat> is that, you know, mental health issues. Uh, can really, there's, there's no discrimination there, right? They, they can affect anyone at any moment at any time. Doesn't matter how much money you have. Doesn't matter how young you are. Doesn't matter where you are in life. It can affect you. And no matter where you are or who you are, you deserve that love and attention, respect, help, support, and care for those mental health conditions. And so that's what I have to say about that. So that's article number one. And then article number two is kind of in the same vein, but uh, on March 11th, right, 2020, the world watched with great sadness as the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 crisis a global pandemic. So today's March 10th, 2021, so it's been a year. And anniversaries um, are, uh, are hard, no matter what they are, like the anniversary of my sister's death is, is always very hard. It's always the anniversary of a traumatic event is very hard and the anniversary of COVID is a traumatic event and it's very hard. And so this is just gonna give you like a few tips um to help you deal with um uh anniversaries of traumatic events basically. So let's kinda go through these for y'all. <clears throat> so as we navigate the anniversary onset of last year, of, of the last year of the collective trauma, some things that may support us in the wave of grief might include. So this, this doesn't just specifically have to do with COVID. This is kind of any anniversary of a traumatic event, any grief that you might be going to, any collective trauma. Um, these are just a few um, things that you can um, try to remember. <clears throat> One, remember that anniversary reactions don't last forever. It can be helpful to lean into coping strategies, do things that bring us joy, comfort, rest, and help as we feel safe in the world around us. <clears throat> it is important to be compassionate with our bodies and minds as we try to process and cope with the painful reminder of, of what that anniversary of the traumatic event was, right? So there's no shame in experiencing anniversary reaction as your brain tries to sort through and process what the anniversary has meant for you in your life. So there's no shame in that very important. Like always reach out for sh- support, share with your support system, what you're feeling and know you're not alone in this process, especially with COVID, right? Everyone dealt with it. Talk to a friend, share with a friend, how you're feeling that you're, you're still experiencing this, this trauma. Cause we're still in it. We're still going through it. It's not like it's over and done, right? It's we're still in the middle of it. We're still trying to handle it. We're still trying to figure out what to do and how to do it. And so don't. Um, don't be afraid to, to reach out and, you know, don't be afraid to share those thoughts and, and uh, you know, the feelings you have, they're not going to last forever, right? And so just know that as well. When it comes to specifically with, with COVID-19 um, and these kind of collective traumas, make sure you minimize or limit the watching the news, engaging in social media <clears throat> or other activities that might increase the number of triggers we have to navigate. So we should not avoid our emotions but we do have to we don't have to exacerbate those emotions so we don't want to avoid our emotions because avoiding our emotions or our feelings doesn't protect us from them but we don't want to have to exacerbate them and leave our brains and bodies feeling more overwhelmed than they already are okay so that's a good distinction when we experience anniversary reactions our brains resurface painful memories <clears throat> This is often an indicator that our brain has further processing to do surrounding this event. This information is inv- is invaluable as it informs us that our brain may need some support in this area, whether it's through seeking support through a therapist, journaling, taking time to commemorate the loss and grieve, or by some other means our bodies and brain our brains and body deserve the space to work with and through these traumatic memories. So there's that um it's hard it's very hard um there's no easy route to healing right but but healing is really hard not healing is even harder so we have to take those necessary painful steps to to be able to live with and thrive with those traumatic events that happen to us because it's 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 possible it's very possible and so we all grieve in different ways, in different paths, and different journeys of grieving. Um, I know my journey has been different than my parents' journey uh, of grieving. And, and I know everyone else who may be listening who's grieving through something or been through something traumatic, your journey is different than mine. But we all need that space and that love to, to, to heal. But that healing journey is painful and it's difficult and we're going to get triggered and we might fall back a step or we might fall down. But we're the only reason we fall down is so we can learn to pick ourselves back up. And keep striving to, uh, to be more, not to do more, but to be more. And, and, uh, that's an important note to take when we're still navigating COVID-19, we're still navigating collective trauma. We're still navigating everything that's going on in the world every day. Something new seems to happen. Um, but, but we have the power within ourselves, um, to still, to still be fulfilled and purposeful and resilient, um, and have those amazing, beautiful lives, you know, still filled with adversity and setbacks and challenges. Right. But, but really, you know, we lean into those things. That's where, that's where the beauty comes out of. That's where the lessons are learned. that's how we really move forward and thrive into, into these amazing people that we can become that are already inside of us. And that's what I feel. <clears throat> You know, because we can do the affirmations, we can do the meditation, we can do the manifestation, we can believe in a higher power, we can do all the exercise, all that stuff, or all the tools that you need to to live an amazing life, but those are only tools. They only work if you do, and you have to put in the work. And the, the first step to that work is, is being aware of what you need to work on. What's holding you back? What's that event that's holding you back? What's still triggering you? And then you start to put in the work every day of constant lifelong improvement because we never end. Well, there's no end point to, to self-improvement or self-growth, right? It's, it's ever going, right? Because new challenges arise, new setbacks arise, new people enter our life. New relationships are had. We change, we grow, we evolve. <clears throat> and I think that's the beauty of the journey. Um, is that it's never ending. And so the the, the fun is in the process. The fun is, is experiencing everything that happens to you. Um, as you go through that journey, the memories, the moments, the fun, the good, the bad, the hard, you know, all that stuff. Um, that's, that's really where the magic is. And so I urge you to, uh, to make a commitment, to make a commitment to yourself, to make a commitment to your journey, to make a commitment to your healing. Um, Because you deserve that that commitment to yourself from yourself and uh, And I wish you all the best in that in that journey It's it really is a magical place when you start to feel it and thrive in it and and get to a point where you're fulfilled and purposeful and empowered And take it from me from a guy who's been through it like you can get there. It's possible There's light always at the end of the tunnel Um, and I truly believe that Um, And so cheers The hotline will be open for another 25 minutes. If no one calls in, this will be the end of the episode. Um, And so uh, if you watched all the way through, um, thank you. Uh, If you have any questions or comments for me, you can DM me, you can text me, um, or you can leave a comment on the YouTube show. Um, I'll get to everything. Um, If you want to hear me talk about something, let me know. If you have a guest recommendation, let me know. Um, if you enjoyed this or you didn't like it, or you found something hard to hear, or listen to, or didn't understand, um, and you want further detail or you want me to stop doing something like just if you, I just want to hear some feedback. I'm trying to get better as a podcaster, as a host, as someone who speaks words, as a communicator, as a, as just a person, as a human, I'm trying to get better. So if you have any feedback for me, let me know, uh, or if something I said that sounded off or weird, um, hold me accountable for that. Um, but I appreciate you listening. Um, give us a review on Apple, subscribe to YouTube, um, or just really share with a friend. That's, that's the best way to support this podcast is sharing it with a friend, um, and telling them how you felt about it and, uh, and why you liked it. And then, uh, that's it. So I appreciate you as always have a beautiful night and, uh, take good care.